Hi, my name is Amani Omieno, and this is the SEAL Team 2026 podcast, presented by SetGK. So, we are back again. The mission still remains the same. I still believe these boys and where they're growing to become and how these boys are growing over the past few years. I've seen them become the team and men that they're becoming as soccer players can still be able to hit the semifinals of the World Cup in 2026, and it's very possible. Now, I know what you're thinking, guys. What, what was I up to? What was I doing for these past two months? Dilla-dallying? Fooling around? No. I was looking for Windex. What was that Windex for? That Windex was for me to clean my crystal ball so I can start seeing it a little bit more clearly. Because clearly, the crystal ball is never wrong. It's never wrong. It was just a little dirty. Very blurry. I couldn't see that Greg Berlharto was still going to keep his job. I mean, who am I to say what the United States national team knows that I don't? What the players have been asking for? Have they been asking for Greg Brohart to come back? Maybe that's what they've been begging for, getting on their knees, praying for him to come back. But truly, this, this makes no sense. And it's just foolish to go back. Does it ever make sense to go back to your ex? Usually it does not. And it usually turns out poorly. And this is exactly what this is going to end up being. Most likely, the prediction of my crystal ball seeing a semifinal. For the United States national team in the future of 2026 is getting a little bit more blurry right now at the moment in time. And what is the reason for it? It's because Greg Bullharter is coming back. Let's look at our past histories. I've been around since 95, following this subpoena. I've been following this team since 1995. Red, white, and blue is what I bleed. And I remember in 2002 where we did well. We kept Bruce Arena around. 2006, didn't even get out of the group stage. Now, around that time, we were ranked number five in the world. So Bruce brought us pretty far up the rankings. I'm proud of what he did, and that still is. 2002, still one of my favorite United States national team squads of all time. But bringing him back was a mistake. It didn't work. 2010. We get out of the group stage. We even tie against England with Bob Bradley. We learned our lesson. We end up moving on from Bob. Go into Jurgen, going into 2014 for a new cycle. We freshen it up, have a new name, a celebrity. And what does Jurgen do for us? He gets us out of the group stage. And what do we decide to do? After 2014, we decide to keep. We decide to keep Jurgen. See how it goes. When we should have been refreshing it up. Bringing in new fresh blood. So we can be able to get new brand new ideas into the team. Get people excited. We had a good youth team around that time. Some good inspirational players 
And as we were going on the downturn, we should have been bringing in that fresh blood to be able to see what we can do. And we didn't. We ruined Josie Altidore's career towards the end of it. We didn't give him that opportunity in 2018 that he lost in 2014. Overall, why would we want to bring Greg back when one of our best players now is Gio Reyna? For all I know, in the background, Gio and Greg are cool. But one of the things we have to know for a fact is that their family's definitely not going to be cool moving forward. There's always going to be that weird tension forever. What type of tension are we talking about? This is what I'm talking about. Gio Reyna's own mother almost had Greg lose his job. Showed that Greg in the past, before he was even a coach, as a player at UNC, proof of him hitting his now and current wife when he was just in college. Putting out things like that or accusations even close to that can lead to you not being able to have a job for the rest of your life into the future. If I was Greg, I know that they've been friends for years since they were kids, maybe when they were 20 or even 18, but honestly, a situation like that to me makes me not even want to be friends with anyone, including their family. And yet, we're expecting Greg, Greg Burhalter, to be able to go in and have a relationship with Gio Reyna, who currently is one of our best players in the national team pool roster. If you ask me, currently right now, it goes Christian Pulisic, then Gio Reyna. Number one, then number two. Heck, you can even argue it could be Ballingut for number two and then Gio Reyna for number three. But as things were going hectic and going crazy over here in the United States with the news with Gio, his family, his parents, you want to know what Gio was doing? He was putting in work. He was scoring goals, having these ice-cold celebrations, going to the crowd as they're freaking out last-minute last minute goals and shushing them, or closing the ears, pointing to the sky, and we focus on football. That's all I do. That man is ready to take over. Gio is ready to be the guy. And with Greg, I don't even think he's going to give him that opportunity. I hope professionally he will have to understand Gio was just a very young man like he was when he made the mistake and I hope I believe that there's gonna have to be a relationship there and they're gonna have to talk it out and they're gonna have to come to an understanding of respect mutual respect because I'm telling you right now if we are to go far in the World Cup to even get out of the group stage, we are going to need Gio Reyna at the best of his abilities in 2026 playing with the team. Shoo, we are going to need Gio Reyna for 2024 at the Copa America. This man is important and he's a pillar, a pillar of the United States men's national team's future. And why we're bringing back Greg Bolharter 
I don't know. But I hope they're happy with the mistake that they're making right now. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope he goes undefeated until 2026. He gets us to a semifinals. We lose on penalties to England. Something dramatic. And I hope I'm wrong. But as of right now, my crystal ball is letting me know we're, we're in trouble. We're in big, big trouble going into this new cycle. And it's, not, it's the worst because we performed. The United States men's national team did everything they needed to do this summer. We performed. When it came to the Nations League, we showed up against Mexico. We gave them that big brother treatment. They were not ready for this. When it came to the Gold Cup, I can be frank about the Gold Cup. I don't think too many people really cared about it. But even though not too many people cared or were watching, I still wanted that win. And we went in there with our B to C team players. We had a very MLS roster and a few players from on the outskirts of being a part of the A team to join us. We almost got to the final without putting out our best team. Mexico and Panama definitely did not have that option. They put out the best players they could so he can get a win. We didn't even have to do that. We are so deep within our pool system right now. Currently, we're in the Garden of Eden for the players that we can choose from. And at this moment in time, the amount of coaches back in the day, like a Bob Bradley or a Jurgen Klinsmann, they would have, they would dream to have the players that Greg Brohaza has on the pitch right now. They would dream and relish it. And at this moment in time, even though within this summer we lost to Panama through penalties, that was their that was the time for the, the those boys, the B team and C team, to show what they're about. Hazy Ferreira, I'm proud of you. Every time you get your chance, you score, and that's important. But you have to, you have to get out of the MLS so you can prove what type of quality you have. Cade Cowell, very impressed with you in the under 20s. Loved the way you play at the Gold Cup. Anytime you came on, you're exciting, you're explosive, you're dangerous. You have to get out of the MLS. Go test yourself in Europe. You have to develop. Everything now is about trying to develop and push forward. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. Now... Right now, currently, the United States national team and all of their players within the pool are currently developing. You don't have to take my word for it at this point. The best thing you can take the word of is these European clubs coming to take our players. And we are a big business this summer. The United States men's national team is big, big, big business. So far, just alone, let's go through the list. Ricardo Pepe, Tillman, 
both of these boys are at PSV. PSV just won the league. They're at a top club and most likely going to have to play Champions League. Wea McKinney, they're at Juventus. Unfortunately, Juventus will not be playing in the Champions League this season, but Juventus is a big, big club with a lot of sway in Italy. So having these two Americans at the club lets you know they're going to have to go through fire, pressure every day, have high expectations of them, and they must be met at a club like Juventus. Pulisic and Musa. Both of these boys are at AC Milan. So excited, because not just because I'm an AC Milan fan and I love Christian Pulisic, but I know that these boys will be able to bring quality to this AC Milan team, put up numbers, and have this team go up the rankings and get them to be able to get at least a Serie A title again. Apparently, Tyler Adams might be on the move. He's still at Leeds at this moment in time. There's a lot of rumors about Bournemouth, Austin Villa, Chelsea at one point. So we don't know where he's going, but there's a good chance he's going to remain in Europe. He's going to be in a top five league, and someone's going to want to be able to use him. Brendan Aronson got out of the Premier League, went to Union Berlin, but that's fine. Because he's going to a club that will be in the Champions League. That is huge. Josh Winder. Everyone knows about this very, very young kid. Got bought for about a million dollars from a USL club. I think it was St. Louis. Could be wrong about that. But he's going to Benfica. We already have these youngsters being looked at in the USL. Jesus Ferreira. Apparently he might be going to Cadiz. Cade Cowell might be going to Bologna. And they have to be able to make these big jumps. Florian Balligan, absolute baller for Arsenal FC. I hope he's able to get his opportunity with Arsenal. But if he is not able to get his opportunity, you go ahead and get over to Italy. You'll get more playing time. You'll be able to develop a lot more, become a more clinical of a striker. And you'll be respected. At Arsenal, we have so many different players such as Jesus, um, Eddie Nketia. And heck, Eddie Nketia isn't even our starting striker. And we already have a song for him. Your defense is in trouble when and get the in the room. It's just, if you have a song at a club, it's hard to move that player out of the way in the depth. So he's like the third starting striker at Arsenal. If I was him, I would, he should be starting. You don't score 19 goals in Europe in a French league, and you don't get the respect that you deserve. Some, I think, I'm forgetting his name, but his name might be Openda. He played for Lens. Scored a lot of goals and got a big move to Germany where he's playing for Red Bull Leipzig. You don't score a high number of goals in France and take that for granted. If I was him, Arsenal's most likely doing big business with him where they're trying to sell him for 30, 40, 50, guaranteed. Or they won't do business at all. So unfortunately for him, he's in a very tough spot because they're negotiating with him at this point. But if I was him, he stays there, he gets playing time. Jesus is, is injured. Eddie might get injured. You never know. He can definitely get the opportunity within a long Premier League season, and I do believe he'd be super important. So either way, he's our starting striker at this moment in time. Ricardo Pepe is coming for him, so he has to stay on his toes. He, If he stays at Arsenal, there's a good chance he won't get the playing time that he needs or deserves, and he has to go. So if he goes, it'll be the best thing for him. 
After that, Taylor Booth, I heard rumors that you might be going to Manchester United. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, Manchester United's depth is stupid. They're not going to need a Taylor Booth on the wings. Um, you know, they already have like a $90 million worth Anthony on the left. They had a Garnacho that just signed a new contract. Um, heck, they could have put Rashford on the left. They could have put Martial up top. Overall, the depth is so high, it would not make sense for him to come into the team and try to plot in on the right. Just just doesn't make any sense. So I hope he stays at Utrecht and another like German club within the next year or two come to pick him up so he can get more development. Then we have Gaga Solina. He played in the under-20 World, World Cup recently, and the best part about him is that he's just believing he's going to be able to get his opportunity with Chelsea. So he's going out on loan to be able to get more playing time, and I really appreciate this because eventually someone's going to dethrone Matt Turner. Eventually someone's probably going to take over the spot of Ethan Horvath or take over Matt, uh, Zach Steffen because Zach's still at Manchester City. He hasn't gotten a starting spot yet. Um, Matt Turner moved out to Nottingham Forest, but there's a good chance he's probably going to get relegated this year. Um, just, I don't think Nottingham's that great defensively, so it's going to be a really tough season for him. And he's not that great at distributing the ball, so there's a good chance he's going to get caught and not get a lot of starting time after that. Um, and then, overall, I'm just really excited for Gaga Selena. I believe he's going to be our keeper of the future by 2026. Um, afterwards, you'll look, we have Austin Trusty. I think he made a move away from Arsenal to Sheffield United FC. I think that's a very positive move for him. He'll get some more playing time in the championship and hopefully even maybe even get a move or get it up promoted with Sheffield. And finally, Haji Wright. He went to Coventry City um, from that uh, Turkish team. And, uh, man, it'll be good being able to watch him once in a while. I, I still watch ESPN Plus uh, for the championship. And every now and then you get to see Coventry, so I'm excited to be able to watch him play, especially Austin Trusty as well. Um, these are really exciting times for the boys. Now, there's other people who are out there that we don't really hear about too much that I happen to come across that I, I don't think too many people even have thought about in years. Uh, Conrad Del Fuente. Yeah, I said him. I know. You're probably, some of the guys on this are probably thinking, who? What? 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 This, this guy, Conrad, was playing with. Ansu Fati at Barcelona when they were very young, like 17. Right now, currently, he's with, he is with Marseille, and I think he recently just got loaned out to Hull City. He's still very, very young. He's 22, so there's a very good opportunity for him to still develop and become the player that he needs to. Um, I'm still going to be looking out for him, seeing how he's doing over time. And I believe he can be the guy that the United States needs as an extra backup and a flair player if he can get his stuff together. But that was one of the odd man out. He's definitely a part of like the C team, B team, not even looking. He's not even on the look in right now. I don't think any of the coaches or teams are looking at him directly. But I just wanted to bring him up so we don't forget about him. I still believe he's a baller that can come through one day. Um, and I, I wish him the best. But, man, overall... I will say we are the kings of CONCACAF. We didn't even have Tyler Adams. We didn't have Tim Ream in a Nations League final. These are players that we did not even have. I want that to settle in. Those are, to me, the two, two of the best players that we have on the team.
besides Christian Pulisic, it would go him, Tyler Adams, and Tim Ream. And I know I said at the very beginning, top five players would involve Gio Reyna, but I was just talking about as an attacking-wise. But as just an overall for the team, for leadership, Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams, Tim Ream, that's our spine. We lost two of our spinal columns that were going to help us to keep it together. And we were able to plot who we needed in automatically to be dominant, to be aggressive, taking what we want, which is the Nations League Cup, defending it. And it's only going to give us more confidence going into the Copa America. This year is going to be huge. I'm following all the boys this year. All the United States national team players, I'm following them. It's going to be so exciting to see what is going to happen moving into the future. This is an exciting time. And it's crazy. Because 10 years ago, back in 2013, I would dream for times like these. I would dream. But now, I don't even need to pinch myself anymore. Because sometimes dreams turn into reality. Our time is now. And the only thing that's stopping us is execution. And all we have to do is go out and take it. Again, my name is Amani Omieno. This is the SEAL Team 2026 podcast presented by Set GK. And you have a wonderful day, a wonderful night. Peace be with you.